0: healing conversations about mental illness. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Terry. Welcome to Season 2 of Giving Voice to Depression. How exciting. I'm so glad we're still here. Me too. And I'm also excited that you're telling us a little bit about your story and that you chose to write a beautiful article for a fabulous resource called Mighty. And sometimes people like to read things instead of listen to things. So I think it's great that we're reaching out to to different people in different mediums. Absolutely. And the response, Terry, has been amazing to have 1,100 people like it, not just listen to it, but say it touched them in some way in the first three days. It's really impressive and exciting that we're getting that conversation started. That's the whole goal of this whole project, right? And you were uh, brave and
1: and helpful enough to share your story in Season 1, so it seemed only fair that I uh, started to do the same thing in Season 2. Yes. Of an article doesn't make very good radio, so uh, I did record it so we can listen to it and, and uh, share it with our listeners as well. Yeah, let's listen, Terry. So this is an article I wrote that was published June 8th on The Mighty, the website The Mighty. It is called An Important Question to Ask if You Feel Suicidal. That is their title. When I wrote it, the one I used is Ask a Different Question, Advice from Behind the Mask. So... Here it is, because the only way to make an article audio, of course, is for me to read it. Life continues to teach me that you only get the answers to the questions you ask. I've learned that lesson in familiar ways, like raising teenagers. I've learned it as a news reporter and an interviewer. And I've learned it in a deeply painful way, married to a man who kept many secrets. You can be a breath away from the truth, from deeper understanding, or a major shift— but you never think of nor voice that one question. And you move on, making judgments and reaching conclusions based on the information you've gathered. Blissfully unaware, it is limited. Very. Always. I was reminded of that lesson recently as I read one of those self-administered depression diagnostic tests. As I glanced over the questions, I came across the critical one, the question I was trained to ask when I volunteered at a crisis hotline. Are you suicidal? And I immediately answered it in my head the way I always have. No, no, I am not suicidal. And even when discussing the issue with trained professionals, that two-letter answer pretty much ends the discussion. That box is checked. Liability is limited. Next question, please. But if you want a revealing peek behind the mask of someone who hides depression, try asking it another way. Ask your friend or relative or client or self, do you find yourself thinking of death as a welcome relief? It's a very different question, which for me and I suspect many others with depression has a very different answer. I first remember thinking I wouldn't mind dying quickly, painlessly, and in my sleep, of course, in high school. Those are tough years for lots of people, and they certainly were for me. While my friends with what looked like more normal, secure, and carefree lives skied and partied and vacationed, I was wearing a full-body brace, working several jobs to pay for school, and navigating a volatile home environment, all while pretending everything was well, as was clearly expected of me. Adult life has brought its own painful challenges, as it tends to do. I'll spare you the gory details, but due to environmental, biochemical, hormonal and or hereditary reasons, my brain can get hold of the negative emotion I'm feeling, betrayal, grief, fear, etc., and blow on it like an ember until a full fire rages, convincing me that death would be far easier than soldiering through more seemingly unending pain. I know it's not a popular or a comfortable thing to say or even read, but I would bet the ranch that other people who house the uninvited guest that is depression know exactly what I mean. Don't get me wrong. I have experienced extreme joy, deep love, and a true sense of purpose in my life, too. My children alone make every breath worth taking. It's absolutely not by choice that I have such dark thoughts. You see, in addition to being prone to depression... I am an optimistic, easygoing, loving, funny, independent, resourceful, creative, intelligent woman with a big heart and easy laugh. That's how people know me. It's also a primary reason why I've gotten so little support through the dark times. Now, I feel I must repeat. I do not, nor have I ever, planned or even seriously contemplated taking my own life. But... If a life switch existed that allowed me to walk over and flip it to off with the assurance that the people I love the most in the world would be in no way negatively affected, oh, I'd have done it, no doubt. And that is why, if you are trying to diagnose an immediate threat of suicide, by all means, ask the questions on the questionnaire. Be blunt and ask if someone has a plan and the means. I pose those very questions more than a few times to callers on the hotline. But if your intent is to get inside someone's head enough to have a chance of understanding what they're struggling with, try starting a different conversation. If they're willing to share, it could help them lighten an unbearable load while giving you valuable hidden information that could help you better diagnose, support, and understand a person who desperately needs and wants to feel understood and supported. Thanks.
0: I think it's so powerful, Terry, because taking it out of that realm of, you know, are you going to kill yourself and kind of backing it off a little bit to say, you know, do you think about it as an escape hatch or as an exit route? You know, is that is that Mm -hmm. a thought that you ruminate Mm -hmm. even occasionally about reframes it in a way that I believe, you know, includes a lot more people? Yeah, it's the difference between assessing a risk and starting a conversation. Oh, yes. Well said. Exactly
1: what it is. And I was talking with a social worker yesterday about it, and he said he really liked the wording of the question, and I appreciated that. But you know, I said the actual bottom line intention, and it's not that those specific words are magic, but it's to say how much do you hurt? You know, how much are you hurting? How how much are you looking for a way out? As opposed to are you suicidal? Because as we say, they're totally different questions.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And can both be true for some people, but for a lot of others, it's, yeah, I agree 100%, Terry. And it's also, I like the wording, oh, the way that you worded it. You know, if, if I was asked that by a presumably caring, you know, healthcare professional, I would feel gotten. I would feel understood. I would feel like, oh, they get me instead of like, oh God, I have to admit this. And then that's going to lead me down this whole other path of, I don't know, maybe even in, sitting in that chair in that little room, I might feel judged. Yes, and it's not just, of course, for a therapist or a doctor to ask, but it might be the way that we could start a discussion with
1: our partners or our children or our parents or friend, you know, to just say that. You know, I keep going back to that Michael Phelps question where he asked another Olympian, um, Michael Mm -hmm. Phelps being the gold medal, American Olympic guy, um, you know, know, I know something's wrong. I know you're hurting. You can talk to me or I can help you find help. And those are the kinds of discussions and questions that just need to happen.
0: Absolutely.
1: Every single solitary day, <laughs> every single day. And next week we have our second ripple report because, because of that article, uh, which was posted on Twitter as well. Um, a social worker reached out to me and said that he is now approaching his job differently. And that even the day after reading it, he works in a crisis line and, uh, somebody called and he asked, you know, the assessment question and she said she was not suicidal, but he followed it up and they ended up having a very long discussion. It was an hour and he said most conversations are about 15 mm. minutes and she was in a different place when she hung up. So that is just incredibly validating and it makes really the risks it feels like we're taking. Um, and, and and other, uh, you know, guests who are sharing their stories, that anyone who is putting their story out there, um, it makes it All worthwhile.
0: Absolutely. And I'd like to read some of the comments that people have been saying about it. Oh, cool. Um, Excellent article. Strongly resonates with me as an optimist with an easy laugh who has pondered the thought of suicide as a form of pain relief. Hmm. Another said, I feel like this kind of thing is much needed in the conversation about depression and suicide. It can be very hard to reach out for help if you've become accustomed to this kind of mindset, almost being normal. Wow. These are all on the mighty? Yeah, yeah, and um, my favorite—he says, "Editor's note: the following post could be potentially very comforting." <laughs> oh, that's
1: <laughs> nice because they had written, "Editor's note: it might be a trigger if you're suicidal." Oh, nice. Oh, that's funny. So he was countering that. That's awesome. That is the social worker who reached out to me oh, who it posted is. that oh. one. He said he had written that, so so we will be hearing more from him next week. Awesome, excellent. Look forward to it. I I look forward to it as well and to a new season where we can keep these discussions going and make people feel safe reaching out for the help and support they need.
0: Thank you for writing that wonderful article, Terry. It's really insightful. Thank you. Thank you, Bridgie. We'll talk next week. Love you. Love you too. Bye. We hope that our podcasts bring about a little more understanding or help people articulate their experience of depression a little more. And thanks to each and every person who's digging deep and finding the words and finding the courage to give voice to depression. And you can
1: find our podcasts on our website, givingvoicetodepression.com, as well as on iTunes, where we
0: hope you will subscribe, rate, and respectfully comment. And please remember, if you're hurting, speak up. If someone else is hurting, listen up.